Hello and welcome to Aztecs All In, your San Diego State Athletic Podcast. We talk everything Aztec sports. I'm your host, Louis Weiner, along with Steve Perez. We are two Aztec alums. And Steve, we start today with some pretty big news. What do you got for us? That's right. Lamont Butler coming back for his senior season. Actually, we all know him from that miracle run the Aztecs had to the Final Four. He announced it himself over Twitter on the video. Ever since I was a kid, my dad would tell me nothing beats hard work. And he's right. Hard work has guided me into the position I'm in today. With that being said, I'm coming back for my senior year. They don't have the scores on the floor. It's Butler with two seconds. He's got to put it up. Let's run it back. All right. That's exciting stuff right there. Um, it's funny. When they first uh, posted that on Twitter, I thought it was a goodbye video, and then it turned into saying he was staying. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. I mean, no words. Can't follow that up with anything else. Looking forward to the next season. Sounds good. What else do we have today? Uh, we welcome Jim Tragesser of SoCalBaseball.org because we want to thank him for joining us to. Talk about some exploits on the diamonds for the Aztecs, not just on the baseball diamond, even though he exclusively covers baseball on his site. But most recently, the Aztecs women's softball team made the most noise, making it to the Super Regionals, having a chance to advance before falling. Uh, Jim, thanks for joining us. Yeah, you bet. Did you get a chance to catch any of the uh, women's softball action and give us Uh, a perspective? Yeah, I didn't get to catch any of it live. I caught some of it streaming, and then I was watching the live updates. You know, they had a great season. They just ran into a team that was a little bit hotter. And, of course, Utah playing at home, you've always got the advantage there. So disappointing end to a season, but they still, I think, uh, outpaced most people's expectations for the year. Jim, you have some personal insight into the sport of softball because you've done a little coaching at the uh, for the women, actually girls, uh, on softball level. And tell us about the differences and the challenges in that game. Yeah, I helped coach as assistant coach for my daughter's 10U and then 12U uh, teams up at San Marcos softball, fast pitch league. And uh, interestingly, Gary Templeton's granddaughter, Gracie, was on my daughter's team one year. So that was fun. The bases are only 60 feet instead of 90. Uh, the pitcher's mound, is, there's no mound. Uh, they pitch, you know, a flat dirt. And I will say this, if you have not tried to pitch fast pitch underhand, it is a that is a different animal. And I one, one week, Coach had me trying to hit grounders to the girls, but we were also trying to get in some practice for the girls. This girl was 12 years old, and I couldn't put bat on the ball. I mean, it was humiliating and intimidating and impressive all at the same time. What amazed me really was the pitcher for Utah. She started all three games because it's underhand, so there's no worry about throwing your arm out. And by the uh, third game, the Aztecs had seen her so many times, but still couldn't, uh, you know, get much offense going about against her. Yeah, you actually will see a riser pitch in softball, which obviously you don't see in baseball, where the pitch rises on you as it's crossing the plate. Of course, that's all the girls have seen. It's not like they're coming over from baseball, so they're used to it. But I think just the pitching pitcher being so much closer to the plate gives the pitchers a certain advantage. The games are shorter, of course. They're only seven innings, five innings for a mercy roll, uh, whereas you'd have seven in baseball. Yeah, that that came into play in game two of the series. And even though the bases are only 60 feet apart, you still see a lot of uh, base running uh, moves within a game. Stolen bases. I think you see more squeeze plays, suicide squeeze plays than you'll ever see in baseball. You know, a lot of small ball stuff in softball. 
Uh, the fences are a lot closer. The ball doesn't carry as much because it's it's larger and heavier. So the home run probably doesn't play quite the same role in softball that it does in baseball these days. One thing I did see that I, you don't see in baseball is the um, batter kind of moving toward front of the batter's box while they're swinging the ball. And a couple of times they were called out of the batter's box. At one point, the Aztecs had a run uh, taken off the board because they called the uh, batter out of the batter's box because she was moving forward while she was hitting. Uh, that's quite interesting. I'd never seen that before. Yeah, and they were teaching. Obviously, I don't have much of a history in softball. I was helping coach out just because uh, they needed somebody with a pulse, and there I was. <laughs> but especially the, the left-handed hitters, they were always, you know, you're stepping into the pitch, so you're taking your first step up the line while you're still swinging. Despite the fact that the Aztecs failed to advance, this was the, the best performance by an Aztec women's softball team in, in program history. So and it's also the second straight year that Aztecs women's softball makes some noise in the postseason and garnered some national exposure. Just one win away from making it to the, the Women's College World Series. So after the series was over. Stacy Newman Denise said that we feel like we're not a mid-major. She said, we're right there. We're ready to go. And alluded to the fact that the program seems poised to join a power five conference, whatever that one may be at whatever time it's announced. Yeah. They finished 39, 39 and 17 on the season, which is a, you know, that's a successful season regardless of what conference you're in anywhere. Right. And San Diego State's in a nice position, too, because just up the 15 is Palomar Community College, which just finished number two in the state community college uh, championships uh, earlier this month. So Coach Lacey Kraft, who's the uh, daughter of Tom Kraft, uh, she coaches the Lady Comets up there at Palomar, and that's a powerhouse program. And it'll be interesting to see how many of those players, when they finish their second year at Palomar, decide to go on to San Diego State. And just overall impressions of, of the program from, from watching them during that brief series. Impressed by their athleticism, uh, as Jim alluded to earlier, the way they ran on the base pass, the, the fielding, uh, the at-bats, the, the pitchers going you know, three you know, making multiple appearances throughout the series. And, and, and also, just the pace of play overall, because that game moved right along, and there were pitches being thrown uh, inside of a minute, back-to-back. So it was, I would call it a spectator's delight. It was not, and it was a game, as Jim mentioned, it's a seven-inning game. So it moves quite quickly, you know. And then, you know, the last impression from watching this game is the Aztecs, they played with a lot of joy, even though the result was not what they wanted. I mean, throughout the games, I noticed there was a lot of smiles, happiness, even though they were in some tough spots. You know, they were just out there. It was a, a lot different approach to the game than you see in some of the, in some of the men's games. And like I said, the, the end was not what they wanted, but it still must have been a heck of an experience. So congratulations to them. That's on both sides, Steve, the joy. Uh, you know, after an out, uh, just uh, the picture, a big smile. It's really fun to watch and something I, you know, I don't watch much women's softball. So just getting that opportunity yeah. to do that uh, was fun. And it was a great season. Finally, just because of those comments and my, my observations, I'm pretty much putting that on my things to do list next season. I would very much like to see one, if not more, Aztecs women's softball games next season. It's 
got to be an an experience. So the Aztecs women's softball team ends a very successful season. Baseball team, not as successful. Jim, what could you tell us about the baseball team? You know, it's interesting. Last year, the Aztecs finished first in the Mountain West in pitching. They had the best pitching staff last year and the worst hitting. And they managed to duplicate that this year. San Diego State, again, had the lowest batting average, but they had a better result. So the team did go 18 and 11 in conference, but they were only 24 and 29 at a conference. That was typical of the Mountain West, where you only had two teams that had a winning record out of conference. So I just think, you know, the Aztecs are probably, I know Coach Martinez doesn't want to hear it, but they're probably in a little bit of a rebuild mode right now. Um, You don't lose 12-1 to Air Force just because you can't hit. I mean, he felt they got eliminated. You know, they lost their two games in the Mountain West Conference tournament to be eliminated very quickly. But you don't lose 12-1 just because you can't hit. I mean, so their pitching let them down at the same time as well. Yeah, and that was despite them having, you know, the Mountain West Conference Pitcher of the Year, T.J. Fontaine. I mean, he was the first Aztec since Steven Strasburg in 2009 to come up with a no-hitter. He threw one earlier in the season against Nevada. So they did have an anchor, but perhaps just not as an, uh, enough offensive production. In, in a short series as well. I mean, it's you really got to produce in two games or else. The Aztecs team batting average this year was only 249. Air Force was 299. And don't remember if it was San Jose or Fresno led there. It might have been New Mexico. Somebody hit one team hit over 300. Air Force hit 299. But the Aztecs were all the way at the bottom with a 249. What's interesting is they had the lowest team ERA, but it was 4.87. So this was not a pitcher's conference this year. As the Aztecs possibly moved to a, a you know a better conference, whereas football and basketball seem like they would be competitive. Not so sure about the Aztec men's baseball team based on the fact that they did well within conference, but out of conference, not so well. So that could be a bit of a struggle. Do you think that would be the case, Jim? I think you're right. They'll struggle, but I don't know how much a a power conference is going to care about baseball. I mean, I think most college presidents, baseball is about in their mind where track and field or swimming are. It's just not, it's a big deal to us. I don't know how big a deal it is to the powers that be that make these decisions. The other thing too, though, I would note is that baseball tends to fluctuate more quickly over time than basketball and football. And it'll be interesting too, this off season, seeing how the transfer portal works in baseball. We've seen how it works in basketball. We've seen how it works in football how is the transfer portal going to affect baseball? Uh, the Aztecs had a fairly young team this year. So as Coach Martinez looks ahead the next year, he's only he had two seniors on the team, only two seniors, and neither one of them were big parts of the uh, program this year. You had two-way player Brian Leonhart and pitcher Robert Brodell, but neither neither one was a starter. And there's only two juniors that are showing up on the um, draft boards right now, and, obvi- and one of them isn't even Fontaine. I didn't find him on anybody's top 500 list. Really? So, who, who are those juniors? Uh, Cole Carrig. Right. He was uh, a first team all uh, all Mountain West center fielder. Yeah, he's been he's been ranked like one thirty four to one fifty in most of the draft draft predictions I saw. Although the Major League Baseball list had him at number forty five, he did hit three hundred three this year, and he had a nine sixty seven fielding percentage, primarily catching. So that's pretty good. The only other one that's showing up is right handed pitcher uh, Kalina Sauer who's originally from Honolulu. He had 12 saves. He was their closer this year. 12 saves, two blown saves, and a 4.22 ERA. But he's showing up in the mid-300s. Well, hopefully the Aztec baseball program is on an upswing, much better this season than last season. 
which is terrific. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this episode of Aztecs All In. Thanks very much to Jim Craigeser of SoCalBaseball.org. And, and thanks to you, Lewis, for hosting this program. And, and thanks to you for tuning in to Aztecs All In. That's all the time we have this week, and we'll talk to you soon.